soundtrack. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Natalie Wise Woman podcast, where I discuss different topics related to becoming your highest potential. Enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Natalie Weiss Woman Podcast. Today I am joined by Beatrice De Silva. She is a human design and a manifestation coach and expert. And I'm so excited to be discussing human design on this podcast. It is something, something that I have been learning more about in the past years. And the more I actually learn about it, the the more it just makes sense that I, I kind of understand myself. So it's really about learning to know who I am or remembering who I, who I am. And it's been really helpful to kind of understand how I show up in this world and how I act in this world. And that's why I want to, you know, bring an expert on here to discuss this topic because I think other people can also, um, you know, use this as a tool if they feel like it resonates. So uh, welcome to this podcast, Beatrice. And uh, first of all, uh, I would like to ask you, for someone who's never heard about human design or has no idea what's it, what what it is about, can you can you explain just quite simply what human design is? Yeah, sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me, Natalie. I'm so excited to do this episode with you. So thank you so much for inviting me. Um, yes, of course. So um, human design, we can describe it in two different ways. Okay, so the first way would be that human design is a fusion of some different ancient wisdoms, like, for example, most of the people know astrology, right? So human design is a fusion between astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, and the chakra system mixed with scientific, mixed with neuroscience, biochemistry. And then we've got like this system that gives us our energetic blueprint, right? It gives us kind of like of a map that describes how we are energetically built, how we are meant to exchange energy with the world around you, with everything basically. And yeah, it's kind of like a map on how we can navigate life. And then the other description I like to give is that it's the science of coming home. The science of coming home to who we are, right? How we are men designed to be from when we were born and maybe even before, right? So this is just briefly what human design does, right? Beautiful. Yeah. And how, so how can someone find out what their human design is and what their kind of blueprint is? What is the information that they will need to get that? Yeah. So the information is like with astrology, like the most people know, you get like your birth date, your birth time, your birth place, and then you're going to generate a chart in human design. We call this the body chart. And the, when you generate the body chart, you kind of like get what I like to say, um, a manual, a manual, like if you were a book, you will get like, this is the book, Natalie, right? And then the body chart is going to be the first page that tells us what the book is about. And based on that body chart, we gain like every type of information that you can find about yourself, right? So your energy type, how you're meant to exchange energy with the, around you, with the world around you, your intuition, how your intuition communicates with you, your gifts, your life purpose, your best environment, like a lot of information we could get about you on how you were designed to be and how you operate. And also on how you are maybe designed or maybe where you are prone to, um, to get lost in conditioning, right? To get lost into all this, what the world tells you how you should be, right? And we can then see, okay, no, this is how you are designed to operate. And when you can move to that and operate from this type. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's really beautiful. And for someone who 
who wants to get a chart, I think it's possible to get those online. It's, I think you can get them even free. And yeah. if, if someone doesn't know the exact uh, time of birth, it's actually possible to just send an email to the hospital. That's what I did. I just sent an email to ask for where I, the, the hospital that I was born at and ask for the exact time. Yeah. So that's, that's probably the easiest way if, if, you, if someone was born at a hospital. then Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, of course, the, the most easier way would be like to ask mom and dad, right? Or maybe even like the grandmother, the a sibling or someone else. But most of the time, people forget that they can really ask the hospitals, right? Or the midwives. They're all like, not always. It depends on where we are born in the world. Like I was born at a place where there are not so many registers. Um, but luckily, my mom had it. Um, but we can still oftentimes get a document, whatever with the time. And even if you don't have the correct time, I always say that you can still look up your body chart and then you just generate it at different times. Especially when you have like a professional reader, you can always have a look at the different times and then you can see, okay, some things don't even change. Like the most important things don't even change. Maybe just subtle things change. Sometimes even nothing changed. So it's definitely worthy to play with it and see. Um, yeah, and, and give it a, a try and just see if it really changed and just play with the information that you can get. Mm -hmm. Yes, because it's basically taking the constellation of the astrological constellation of when and where you were born. So that doesn't change that much in a day, but sometimes bit, it so. doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't even at all. Like with some people, it doesn't change at all. Just like very, very subtle things. And with some people, it changed a lot. <laughs> so it like for most people, I definitely advise to just see because sometimes nothing changed and then you can just have such a beautiful tool at your feet and just play with it. And it's for yes. free, like at various sites. So that's very cool. Yes. And for someone who feels like all these things are a bit like, woo woo, I just, I found a, a beautiful explanation of this, like, astro like astrology and human design and, um, like a more rational, which is that planets and stars and everything they have different kinds of energy and they actually affect when when you and where you are born what kind of energy is in the air right now at the point where you are born and at the place so that's kind of it's not just something that someone's making up but it's really about these different uh planets and and everything that is around us that has these strong energies and they affect yeah kind of what definitely I mean, the most obvious example is the moon, right? This is the most obvious example of a planet of something in the air that literally affects our planet, that literally affects the water. We can even see it, right? Like this is the most obvious and we are water beings, so it somehow affects us. And, and so it is when you're born, it's like a printer. Like when you want to copy something, when you want to print something, right? You have the moment where the printer imprints the paper. And this is what happens when we are born, like based on the things that are going on around us, the planets, the energies, we are imprinted with this energy on the moment we are born. So even yes. though we cannot see it, it does not mean that it doesn't exist, right? So it's really, it's really real. Yes, for sure. So one of the main things that you can find out when you get your uh, kind of human design chart or um, uh, is the energy type. So I've been posting some on like Instagram that I'm a manifesting generator and what it's about. Yeah. And I really feel that I'm a manifesting generator for sure. Uh, so could you explain what the energy, energy types are? Yeah, sure. So the energy types, they're so much fun because they're the first things you come across when you when you learn about human design. It's kind of like the sun sign in astrology, like everybody knows their sun sign. And when you get in touch with human design, everybody knows the energy type. So it's a lot of fun. So the energy types, they're kind of like, let's start with an easy example. So I like to compare it with cards with cars like we know there are different cars we have cars that run on gasoline cars that run on diesel cars that are hybrid cars that run on electricity they all do the same they get you from a to b right but the fuel is different and so it is with us human right we kind of like all do the same but the fuel how we do it how we are energetically built to do it the best way for us to do it when it comes to this we are different 
And this is what it is with energy types. So energy types are basically how we operate energetically. They give us this information, how we can use our energy in the most efficient way. They give us information on how we exchange energy with the world around you, how we affect each other, how we use our energy in the most efficient way to manifest our dream lives, to manifest money, to get to the best destination, right? And we have five energy types in human design, right? And they all have a different way of doing life. They all have a different way of using their energy. And then what happens in the world, right? We have like five different energy types, which is already a generalization of 8 billion people, but is that everybody tries to do things in the same way. And then we have like a lot of people burning out, a lot of people feeling like they're not enough, a lot of people feeling like they can't do it anymore. And it's because they're not operating like how they're supposed to operate. They're not using the energy in the way they're meant to use it, right? So as a resume of what I said, energy type basically tells you how you operate energetically, how your energy functions and how you can use the energy in the most efficient way so that you get the most outcome, right? So that you get the fastest from A to B, but in the easier way for you, in a flowy way for you. Yes. And for me, it was really helpful to understand uh, that I was manifesting generator and what it meant, because, for example, I'm a person manifesting generators. That's very it's very typical that they like to have a lot of balls in the air at the same time. So they can have like five projects at the same time. And, and that's what I've been doing all my life. I'm like, I'm here and there and there and there and there. And for someone, it could be like you have too much going on, like maybe you should stop that. But then when I know that that's actually how I function best, then I can trust that, okay, I shouldn't listen to people that are like, oh, you should just focus on one thing. But no, actually I function best when I have these multiple exactly. things in the air at the same time. And, and another example is that I found out that manifesting generators basically they don't always have to complete something, but they can they can start something. And when they have gotten what they need out of it, they can just stop doing it. And and for example, I, I went to study theater in Stockholm when I was 16 and I, I quit after a year. I, I started my PhD and I quit. And like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm giving up and I'm so bad, you know, and all that. But then yeah. when I found out that actually I got all that I needed from those things. So it was OK to not finish it. Like it's only societal expectations that, oh, you have to finish this thing, you know, yeah. but then you find out, OK, but I actually, you know, I don't need to do that. Like if I feel like, OK, I got everything I needed and it's not exciting me anymore, it's not giving me, you know, that kind of you know, yeah, it doesn't light me up anymore, then I can go and do something else. And I don't have to always, I don't always have to finish a book. I don't always have to, you know, just because it's expected of me. Yeah, totally. And that, and that's the thing. This is one of the things that I love the most about human design, because it gives us validation. It gives us validation about how we know we have always been and that it's correct to be this way. Because deep in us, we know that, like I'm a manifesting generator myself. Like I have had the strangest like interest ever, like going from this to that, they have nothing in common with each other, like fighting in horses and dolphins. And at the same time, dancing, like all of them together, I wanted to do them all right. And I stopped them also all at, at a certain point. And then all of the time, people were telling me, you're such a hot mess. Your life is so chaotic. And when I got to know as you that I am not meant to have this linear path, it just gave me that peace of mind. And it just gave me that validation that, yeah, everything is correct with me. Actually, it's perfect. Right. I just need to follow this way, how I'm, I always wanted to do things and not listen to anybody else. Right. And it's the same with other energy types. Like we have the projectors, for example, the projectors, like everybody who listens to this and is a projector, I bet you've listened that you are lazy. Somebody in your life had told you probably maybe even your parents, they get they tell them that they are lazy. Right. Because they do things so slowly, not how people want them to do things, not how society wants them to do things, because they need to relax more. They need to, you know, calm down more, have more rest periods. But actually, they're so much more efficient than all the other energy types, right? And then 
they want to do things, right? They push the accelerator because they want to keep up with the other energy types. But whereas for them, it's correct to pause. It's correct to sleep longer. It's correct to do things so much more slowly than society thinks that they're doing because when they do something, it's much more efficient, right? So it's like all of those things, right? And this is what human design is so cool because it just gives that validation, that peace of mind that everything is correct with you and that you can keep on going on how you wanted to do things or maybe you can come back to how you always knew you were, right? So that's pretty cool about that. Yeah, I really love that, that it's kind of validating. And it's it's cool. I have a few people that are really close to me that are projectors. And yeah. it's, it's so nice because they actually see things in a very different way. They have yeah. like a different viewpoint of life. And they usually kind of tell me like, Natalie, maybe you haven't thought about this, that maybe people see things in a different way than you do. And I'm always like, oh, wow, you might be right. And, you know, like I'm learning from these people. It's yeah. great to have different energy types in your life because they have a different kind of way of looking at things. And Yeah, and they all have, we all have a different task. Like based on our energy type, we all kind of like do something else. We're here to do something else. Like we have the visionaries, we have the doers, right? We have the, you know, the, the projectors that are here to improve things. We have the reflectors that are here to mirror things back to us. We all have like our unique function. We are not here to operate like everybody else we're here to do our specific task and that's perfect enough and it's like you said like when we look around we have like all energy types close to us right we have them all close to us when and when we if we think that everybody needs to be like us right that that's so wrong that's so limiting that's not only limiting to ourselves to them but also to ourselves right because as you said like if we don't listen to the projectors right? We maybe would improve so much later. <laughs> we could like fast pace if we get their advice, right? So that's so important and cool to know, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so then there's something called energy centers. What are yeah. they? Yeah. So the energy centers are so much fun too, because they are the big, like if, if you have a look at your body chart, you kind of like have those big geometric shapes within the chart. They look like the chakras, but we have nine of them instead of seven. And they are energetic hubs within your body. And they all represent a different type of energy, like a little bit like the chakras. And based on if they are colored or not colored, they represent certain abilities that you have that you have naturally, like natural gifts that you bring into the world or nurtured abilities. So gifts that you learn from the world around you where you gain wisdom with. And based on them, you also have, they decide which energy type you are, right? So that, that's pretty cool to know because you then know, okay, those are going to be my gifts that I constantly bring to the world. This is how I constantly impact other people. For example, I'm impacting you with my voice. You are impacting me with your voice. We are both manifesting generators, right? And I may be impacting you with a certain center that you don't have to find, or maybe vice versa, right? So it's pretty cool to know that about how you are impacting other people. What are the gifts that you're constantly bringing out there into the world? right? Or maybe gifts that I am taking in from you, that you are borrowing me, right? That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really beautiful. So then there's something called authority and strategy. Uh, and those can be quite useful for people actually in their day-to-day -day life on how to kind of live in their highest potential and really in alignment and, and really get the things that they want and dream, the dreams that they have. So how can, what can they tell you about yourself yeah so your authority and your strategy they're the most useful thing that you can get out of human design okay um it's your authority is you how your intuition communicates with you okay so it's how your intuition operates within your body how it communicates with you and your strategy and if you remember is what i said what i meant by is how you are meant to use your energy in the most efficient way. So we have advices, for example, like on the word, listen to your gut, right? Just do it. Or listen to your 
like we have so many advices that we have out there, right? You need to sleep a night on that. You need to listen to your gut. You need to listen to your, the, the argument, the logic, right? And intuition actually communicates in different ways. And the human design authority tells you your individual way of how your authority communicates with you. So for example, the way that I, my intuition communicates with me just applies to 30% of the population. So if I would say, listen to your gut to all of my clients, this would not make sense to 70% of them, right? Because they're not designed to listen to their gut. They're designed to listen to something else. Right. And this is how the authority in human design really helps you to get in touch to your intuition and it helps you to get in touch with your decision making process, because like what we have out there in the world is a lot of uncertainty. And when we actually get back to our intuition, we know how it speaks to us. We know how it how we can listen to it. Right. This really can help us making the decision and be an authority ourselves and not depend on other people. And when we combine this with the way of how we can use our energy in the most efficient way, we get to our goals, we get to our manifestation, to our dreams so much faster, right? And each type, what I didn't explain, I'm sorry, each type has a different way of using its energy. So my and Natalie's way is not the same as Natalie's friends, as your friends, right? That are projectors. And they're not the same as manifestors and not the same as reflectors. So how we use our energy, we cannot use our energy all in the same way, right? We need to use our energy in a different way in the most efficient way. And to do this, we use our strategy. And then when we make our decision with our authority, everything gets in flow naturally, right? So when, we, when you hear about human design, you always hear like people saying, listen to your authority, listen to your strategy, follow your strategy, listen to your authority. This is like what they're always saying. And I even say that it sucks sometimes, <laughs> but it's really true because it's like, if you know how your intuition communicates with you and you follow your intuition, right? There is a reason why you have this inner compass. You have this inner compass because you're not, you're not meant to, be dependent on other people to make decisions, right? And then when you operate from your strategy, from how you're designed to use your energy, this is like the fast track. This is like the easiest way, the most flowy way to get to success. And we are all designed for that. Yes. Uh, so my, and I think yours as well, um, Authority is gut intuition. So that's basically then we need to listen to our guts. Yeah, we have and that I, in common. <laughs> I yes, love that. For sure. uh, and my strategy is responding. So what does that mean? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's it's responding. So as manifesting generators, we are responding to life, which means that we don't need to go out there and make life happen right? It just actually means that actually life comes to us and then we just respond to it. It does not mean that we sit on the couch, like here on the back all the day and we wait like for God, the universe to deliver us our dreams, our jobs or the money. It just means that we go out there in life and we just constantly respond to what is in front of us by saying yes or no to it, which means that we see something, we see the car, we see the house, we hear someone saying this, we taste something, right? We feel something. And then we have this yes or no response or whatever. Like if you have an emotional, an emotional intuition, you just feel into the different options, right? But it's just that we are constantly responding to life. Like the counter example would be, for example, the manifestors. The manifestors, they have 10% of the population, they are the ones that literally go out there and make things happen. But for 90% of the population, they cannot, do, they cannot do that. They kind of like need to wait for something to happen until they actively start doing something, 
right? So for waiting to respond, like it does not mean that you can be active. You can still search for something on the internet. You can still go out there. You can talk to people. You can ask questions, but it's just that you respond to whatever comes in front of you. Like I responded to the couch in the back, like you responded to your earrings, right? You responded to them by saying, yes, you find them beautiful. Or me responding to the couch at Ikea and I was like, yeah, it looks so beautiful. I need to buy it, right? This is what is meant by responding to life. Yes, so that's the way that we kind of just act in life and our strategy for. Yeah, this is the way for us to use our energy in the most efficient way. If I'm hustling all the time without, because I think I need to be doing but it has no direction, right? I'm going to feel frustrated. I'm going to feel exhausted. I'm going to burn out because I'm not using my energy efficiently. For me to use my energy efficiently, for example, if I want to if I want to find a new job, right? Because I'm so frustrated in my current job, like a very common situation for a lot of people, right? And um, the way to respond applied to here would be, okay, I look for jobs, right? I respond to them with yes and no. If no is coming all the time, I don't need to apply to them. I don't need to say yes to them. I just need to go and send the application to the jobs where I feel like it's an excitement coming up, right? Whereas I would get frustrated if I'd be like, oh my God, I need to send 200 applications, right? I'm going to be exhausted by the end of the day because I'm going to be at the work that I'm hating. I'm still writing the application, doing the household, like doing way too much, right? Instead, if I use my energy in an efficient way and just apply to the ones where I have a positive response to, right? So yeah, this is how to use the energy efficiently. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's why it's, it's so nice to know these things, because then you know how you should act and not uh, you're not acting out of someone else's expectation of how you should act or how you've been conditioned by your parents or society or, you know, your teachers or something. But it's really about, no, this is the way that I should do things. And this is the way, you know, again, validation of how yeah how we are designed. That's the human design, you know. Yeah. And it, it's, it's validation with security, certainty, because what I feel like a lot of people are, and I've been there myself, like we, we are born into this world and then we have a lot of conditioning. Like we get like the school, our parents, like we get like all of those layers on top of us. And sometimes it does not happen to everybody. Sometimes we kind of like lose ourselves. And by losing ourselves, we, we kind of like start to feel very uncertain about things right? We feel very uncertain. We just don't know in which direction we should go. We just don't know what we should do. We just don't know what we should approach, where to start, right? It's a lot of uncertainty. And if you come back to who you are, if you learn how you reconnect with who you are, you gain that security again. You gain that certainty again, because you just know, oh, this is how Beatrice operates. This is how I'm designed to do things. And I can trust that this is the easiest way for me to do it. Right. And then I just approach things this way. Right. It just gives us certainty in how we can move in this world, how we can navigate this, this complicated world. Right. It just makes our life so much easier. And that's, I think, one of the most beautiful things about that. Yes, I think that's really, really beautiful. So then there's something that so 50 50 percent of the people are divided into non-emotionals and 50% are divided into emotionals so what does this mean like you know it could sound like someone thinks oh I'm emotional or I'm not emotional but what does it really mean to be a non-emotional yeah that's so cool that you brought this up so we talked before about the energy centers okay and we have an energy center like as I told you as I explained each energy center has a different topic a different theme a different energy that they deal with And we have one center that's responsible for emotions, okay? And this is called the solar plexus, it's the emotional center. And if you have the center defined, you are in what we call an emotional person. And if you have this not defined white, it means that you are a non-emotional person. And this is very confusing in the beginning, but I'm gonna explain 
what it means. But this is so good to know because as I told you, we literally affect each other and you're gonna know what I mean in a second. So when you're an emotional person, right? You have to center defined, which means that you generate that energy consistently, which means that you're someone who constantly somehow deals with emotion, but in the, on the inside, right? Emotions are happening on the inside with you. If you're non-emotional, it means that you actually are not dealing with emotion. You're catching up on emotion. You're literally soaking emotions in and you're like, mm-hmm. as you said, you're a gut intuition, which means you're a non-emotional, right? Um, like the non-emotionals, non-emotionals, they are the truly the true empath of the world. They soak in the emotions of the non-emotional people and they don't only soak it in, they amplify it. So non-emotionals seem like they are the emotionals because they kind of like take this in and they amplify it, right? For example, if you would be angry, you would be an emotional, you're kind of like two out of 10 angry. And I meet you. And I pick up on your emotions and I amplify them. And all of a sudden I'm a six of 10 angry. And then we just cuss. And then you're like, Beatrice, what's going on with you? I'm like, I don't know. I just got so angry. Right. So this is so good to know about each other because this is where we literally entangle affect each other by soaking in each other emotions, amplifying it and mirroring it back to each other right? Yeah, that didn't make sense. Yes. And uh, I've also heard that uh, I'm a non-emotional, that sometimes it can be rough to be, let's say, at an event or something where there's a lot of people, a lot of going on. If you take up a lot of the emotions from people and it feels like I've had moments where I got kind of go into the bathroom and I'm like, Whew, you know, yeah. I need to breathe. There's so much energy and I'm t- picking it all up. And, you know, yeah, <laughs> there are so many funny memes about that. But First of all, I want to say that it's rough for both. It's rough for both because it's also rough to rough to ride your emotional waves. There are people out there who are not going to um, agree with me, but even though I'm a non-emotional, I know that being an emotional is also rough because if you're a non, uh, an emotional, you're riding your emotional waves, right? They, emotional people that can wake up and just be in a low mood for no reason. And if you and if you grow up in a household where you don't learn to deal with your emotions from the inside, you judge your emotions, you feel bad for them, right? You kind of like it's so much harder to ride the waves. And the same also it's tough for the non-emotionals, right? Because they are constantly picking up on all of those emotions around them. And if they don't navigate, they don't learn how to navigate those emotions to how to um, to have boundaries around them, how to let them out, right? This can feel so tough as well, right? They're so stuck within the emotion and they just have to plug out, get to a different place, sometimes even leave the event because they're so full of emotions and they just don't know what to do with it. They just cannot breathe, right? So it's very important to know this about yourself. Like this one example again, to know this about yourself so that you can have this, how is this energetic maintenance, right, for yourself and to pull up those healthy boundaries and just know how to unplug from all of the things that are not from you. Mm-hmm. So the emotionals might dwell on their own emotions a bit more, like they're stuck in their kind of own. And they then can get own- stuck. They can get mm-hmm. stuck. I, I, I say this, like from what I experienced from my clients, like they write in emotional waves right? And they are going to write them if they want it or not. (laughs) But it can feel much longer if you're like, like most of the cases when they're in the low wave, right? Like they can feel like they get stuck because they're like putting too much meaning on it. They're judging themselves for it. They're feeling even better about it, right? And it's like this downward spiral. Whereas if they would just accept that things are the way they are, and just let it pass through and maybe do some sports, you know, like things to move the energy in the body, it would move a little bit more faster, right? But if mm-hmm. they don't learn how to do that, if they don't learn this about themselves, they can get like a little bit stuck in the process and it, it will feel much heavier than it, 
like it's meant to be right so yeah this is what I meant yeah. by that yeah for sure and I guess everything has like a light side and a shadow side so these yeah. like being a non-emotional and emotional you can use them as a gift if you know how to use that but if you don't know how to handle it then you kind of go into the shadow side and you kind of kind of get stuck exactly. you know, being overwhelmed as an empath and you know, all that but then being an empath and non-emotional can be a gift as well because you can really feel other people's emotions and I mean you know I'm training as a therapist so it's really good for me to yeah <laughs> be able to sense how other people are feeling and that's yeah you know, it's gift. all gifts all is gift nothing is better or worse it just means something else it just means that in this lifetime we're designed to experience something else like non-emotionals are designed to like their gift is as you said to feel other people's emotions which makes them awesome at helping other people process their emotions but they're also here to experience emotional stillness how it is to feel nothing as a non-emotional you know that when you wake up actually you wake up neutral at least something very bad happened in your life like i i, I would say like the bad part but you actually wake up neutral and then kind of like emotions they come during the day like you meet them here you meet them there or you experience something right but you're here to experience emotional stillness because there is a wisdom and emotional stillness and for the emotional people they are here like their gift it's a gift to be able to feel all the emotions without going through them without mm -hmm. like having to go through something happen for you to experience them like they have the wisdom in being able to know what everything feels like and this is also a beautiful gift right they can also help other people with that so nothing is better or worse it's just a different experience and everything can be used as a tool for your highest potential and really what you yeah. came here came here to do so i mean and we touched upon gifts and i i want to i want to move on or talk about gifts a little bit more and so in the when you do the chart you can also get different gifts and uh it was really interesting uh to find out that my greatest gift uh is number 36 and it's uh dealing with emotional uh, solving emotional issues and I was like oh my god of <laughs> course like and I've had it from so many like I've done other like a soul purpose reading and I I I met a psychic once and she was like, oh, you're a, you're like a nurse, healer, helper, something like this. She was like, what do you do? I'm like, I was in finance, but I'm training to be a, a therapist. And she was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, that's your, and I'm like, okay. So my greatest gift is solving emotional issues. Makes sense to be a therapist. And yeah. <laughs> you know, so it just makes sense. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I love so that. that. The, the gifts make up then a life theme, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in human design, let me just quickly um, explain this, where you have this from. So um, in human design, when you have a look in your body chart, you're going to find a lot of numbers <laughs> and they are totally confusing. I know a lot of numbers with different combinations and they are a lot of fun because they represent certain gifts that you bring into this world that you constantly have access to and that you constantly use, that you can use in your life. And that you probably already know about yourself. You just maybe need that validation, that, that celebration even about yourself. And when we have a look at your body chart, like at a certain part, you're going to find a part that calls incarnation cross. And the incarnation cross are what we say it's kind of like your purpose in life your life theme and why life theme because it's a theme that it's always going to show up in your life you're gonna live it if you want it or not and it is composed of four gates the gates are the little numbers that I talked about. They're called gates that you can also find in the energy centers and the geometric shapes. And you have four gates. They are the most important. And they make up your life theme, your incarnation cross. And coming back to the life theme, why is it called life theme? Because you can be in jail. You can be sitting at a mountain. You can be sitting in your home. You can do be an accountant, a lawyer, um, a hairdresser whatever you will live that life theme 
So it's not about what you do, actually. It's about who you be, who you are. And by be, you being yourself, you're bringing in those gifts, right? Like for you, for example, solving emotional issues, right? Which is like a beautiful combination that gate because you're also a non-emotional, right? So you probably did this all of your life. Somehow you always brought this into what you were doing when you meet people, right? You somehow always bring this into whatever it is that you do, right? Because this is part of your life theme. So you will automatically live that if you want it or not. And I find this so cool, right? Because we have like in Western culture, we have this focus on purpose. I need to find my purpose. It's like something that we do, whereas it's actually all about just us being and us just living those things. And we will automatically do this no matter what we do by us just being it. And this is so beautiful, I think. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you say that it kind of shows up like no, if you don't want, like no matter if you want it or not, like it's yeah. going to show up. And that's been, that's basically how it was. Like I went to study finance, but then it seemed to be that I was always the one solving the emotional issues in our family. Everyone was calling me and my mom even said like at some point she was like, you should just become a therapist. Like this yeah. was like, <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. And I, I was interested in psychology as well, but I think it's just, it's just funny how that's kind of what I've done like for a long time. So it's. Yeah. yeah it and I mean, you could also, like, as you said, you could also just do it without suing psychology. Yeah. Right. You're just perfectly gifted. I mean, obviously you're studying psychology because it's interesting. It's going to give you some tools to do it even better or to help it, people at a different level. But you can, you're already like, you have everything that you need to solve other people's problems, uh, sorry, emotional issues, right? So mm -hmm. it's just like, for you, this is the easiest things for you to do because yeah. this is just like one of your main gifts. And that's so beautiful. And one thing that I want to talk about is that you will experience this. You will do it no matter what. And as you said in the beginning of the podcast, there's also the shadow side of it, right? We can lift the gift, but we can also lift the shadow side of the gift, right? And if we don't live like the gifts that we are meant to live, oftentimes we lift their shadow. So each of the gates, each of the gifts has a certain shadow and they can navigate us and it can show us if we are living in alignment or not, if we have a look at those shadows, because probably in life, sometimes you are facing the shadow of gate 36, right? It was showing up in your life um, when you were not aligned, mm -hmm. right? So this is just amazing to know because it just helps us to know if we are on the right path or not. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So um, you are a human design coach. What does that yeah. mean? And what's like, uh, wh why would someone want to go beyond just getting the chart? You know, it's it's obviously quite complicated just to look at it. It's a lot of numbers. Yeah, what can someone like, get out of it? Like practically, if they, we, we touched on a lot of things that you can use yeah. in your everyday life, but do you want to explain like what, what kind of, what can someone do with a chart like that? Yeah, so- First of all, I think like I'm a very fun person. Okay. So I always say that it's just fun. It's fun to know more about ourselves, but beyond it's being fun. It's also very practical because, you know, like all the information, we get a lot of information out there. Like we are talking about this, right? There is a lot of information out there, but oftentimes it's very generalized right? And it's, it's kind of like with astrology, we all know our sun sign or accident or moon sign, right? And we all know about that, but then we do nothing with it. So it's very generalized. And we are so much more unique than that. We are both manifesting generators, but we are so, so different <laughs> because we are both so individually unique. So within the reading or with you diving deeper into human design, you kind of like shine some light on things that you I want to say that you didn't left behind but that you can just like pull back and be more in alignment with that and come back to who you are at your truest core and really dive into how individual you are and how you are designed 
to live in this world. So it's a lot about coming to, to this place where you understand yourself at your deepest core. In my opinion, you don't actually need this, right? Because when you are in alignment, it doesn't matter how you come to alignment, you will live it no matter what, right? Because it's the easiest way for you to be, right? It's the easiest way. It's the easiest way for Natalie to be if she sheds, if you shed like all of the layers, all of the conditioning that you are, there is just you in the core. There's just you there, right? But it's just like the easiest way to get back into alignment. So when you do a reading or if you read a book about human design, you dive deeper, you can really find those individual pieces about yourself and understand why you have those certain gifts, why you do things in this way, why you, I don't know, have a hard time. Maybe um, you find yourselves oftentimes in situations where you have a harder time attracting money or you have like this, I don't know, maybe this combination where you're always longing for other people to accept you or where you have a hard time loving yourself right? So we can find a lot about all of those things in your human design chart. So I think it's, it's amazing to just get back into alignment and to come back to who you individually are. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you for that. And if someone wants to uh, get a reading from you or, or follow you on social media, what's your... Yeah. So my social media is magically manifested. And um, I also wanted to give everybody that is here that listen to this, my free human design beginners guide, because I think it's just like a guide that gives you like a quick summary of everything you need to know about your energy type, your authority, um, and some other information, your profile, like your personality, things that we didn't touch upon due to time reason. So I can give you the link and then everybody can download it for free. And if you want to do a reading with me, um, feel free to check out my website or to check out my Instagram or my Linktree link. Um, yeah, I'm very happy to guide everyone. Um, by the way, as a human design coach, because you asked me, what does it mean to be a human design coach? Like, on the one side, sure, we have the readings, right? We have to dive deep into the charts. We have to dive deep into who you are designed to be. But on the other side, we also have like certain situations in life, right? We have like, I'm struggling with this or that. How can you help me with that from a human design perspective? Like, for example, I want to do a career transitioning, right? Or I'm experiencing this and this problem. How can we approach this from a human design perspective? right what do you see in my chart what can help me with that what should I focus on right now or maybe somebody listens to this and already knows a lot about human design so it's a broad spectrum because I think a lot of people think it's just reading but it's just like literally also life coaching because from a human design perspective we always know what is the best way for you to approach things right and it's like our job to kind of like guide you back to this, guide you back to who you are so that you can kind of like find yourself in a place where you can make the most aligned decision for yourself. Yeah, yeah. that's really beautiful. And thank you for sharing the free gift. I will put everything in the description, your yeah. social media and then a link to that so people can, can find it if they want. Huh. And uh, I mean... I've always gotten a lot out of when I've had different readings and it's like, even if it's just one thing that I take with me, it can be like, that can be the catalyst for whatever I'm struggling with and to move on to the next thing. So I think yeah. if, if someone feels that they resonate or they kind of have a calling like, oh, I really want to, you know, get one, then I, I, I highly recommend to do that because it's just, yeah. you know, it, it can be a way just like therapy or coaching in general, like just one thing that you kind of understand differently or that can be the catalyst for for whatever you feel yeah. like you're struggling with then yeah. 100% and also what i wanted to say that um especially when it comes to relationships it's also and i mean relationships with everything not only with a partner but also with parents with children it like this is also where human design helps us a lot like how we interact like as I told you in the beginning how we energetically interact with each other right why did I always have this conflict with my mother with my father right with my sister with my husband why this always comes up 
right? It can really help us also guide relationships. So yeah, I definitely highly recommend um, diving deeper into human design. May it be with the reading, may it be through a book, may it be through YouTube, right? No matter what, whatever feels most aligned for you, I highly recommend that because the best starting point especially when we are in a situation where we want to change something in lives, right? We want to come back to who we are, like live our highest potential. The best starting point is always ourselves, always ourselves. And yeah, by understanding how we operate, how we are designed to approach things in life, um, it's just the best way to start there. So I highly recommend this. Yeah. And it definitely makes life easier. Like, I mean, when you start, you know, you understand and you can use these tools, then you start, life becomes just easier and it flows in a better way because you actually know how you're supposed to operate, what kind of, you know, you know yourself and that's just makes, it's not that you're not going to have challenges. Obviously you are, but it's just, yeah, you can handle things and you manifest things quicker because you are in alignment and you know how to kind of proceeding yeah. I think that's that's something that I've experienced the past year is it's really incredible like I it's really magical in many ways like I'm like is this real like what's happening like <laughs> yeah for sure yeah easier I think easier and like things get back into flow we forget so like as you probably know also this we forget how oftentimes how it is to be into flow right and then we're kind of like shocked how easy things now get like we still have struggles but Things appear so much faster. Solutions appear so much faster. Opportunities appear so much faster when we get back into alignment, when we get back to who we are. It's it's shocking, right? When things happen so fast. And yeah, it's just beautiful. It just really is beautiful. Yes, I really agree. So thank you, Beatrice, for joining me on this podcast. I'm really- Thank you too grateful that you came and and shared your expertise and you know I think human design is something that is is kind of catching on and people are learning more about it so I really I'm excited to share this and it's been a tool that's helped me so I that's you know that's why I have this podcast to you know share whatever has been helping me to you know become my highest potential and kind of get in alignment and and I think this is a great tool. So if someone resonates, I definitely recommend diving deeper. There's a lot of resources, a lot of free resources also. Yeah. It's really yeah. great. Uh, yeah. Thank you for joining me. And uh, I wish everyone who's listening a really, really beautiful day. Sounds good.